Welcome into another episode of WeatherWise. It is, of course, Wednesday, and we produce a new episode each week here. It's for everyone across Del Marva where we cover, and of course, it's for all around the world for whoever is tuning in. And again, we thank you for tuning in for another great episode. And this week, we're going to be talking about lightning safety because it is that time of year. It's summer, and that's when most lightning strikes occur. And that's when we see, you know, numerous deaths, unfortunately each year when it comes to lightning safety. I am meteorologist Daniel Johnson alongside... Meteorologist Sloan Haynes is here. Yes, Sloan is back and we are doing another episode. So Sloan, let's talk about lightning because you come for at least where you attended school and you said you've lived in Florida for a while. You've, you you kind of came from an area recently where they typically see a lot of lightning strikes, you know, pretty much yeah. higher than uh, a lot of other states <laughs> across the nation. So. Um, and the lightning is kind of unique there. And I remember learning in mm -hmm. college um, the type of lightning there um, and the atmosphere is just so much larger. So um, I guess tell me a little bit about your experiences. Have you seen a lot of lightning down in Florida when you yeah. live there? Would you like compare that uh, to the mid-Atlantic and how different they might be? Yeah. So I think something that I noticed about living in Florida and being from the mid-Atlantic is that the lightning there the way to describe it, it just looks bigger. And it's because it has the energy to produce such large strikes of lightning, such large thunderstorms. Um, you said it that Florida is the lightning capital of the U.S. That area right between Tampa and Orlando, Florida, is a huge convergence zone. We have Florida's a peninsula like Delmarva is. So on both sides of it, there's two bodies of water, and they have sea breezes coming from both sides on shore in the summertime which causes these two air masses to converge in the middle of the peninsula there and produces these large thunderstorms with frequent lightning strikes. And I think since it has such large bodies of water on both sides and the warmer air and everything possible for the you know, stronger storms, you know, the lightning is just more frequent. It's not as spread out or sporadic as it is up here. It is very bright and the thunder there can shake your house <laughs> very very much so i think that's the difference is just the power behind the storms that produce the lightning yeah and, and even living in the mid-atlantic for my entire life for most of it at least um i've you know i've experienced that type of lightning that can shake your house but it's mm -hmm. it doesn't happen nearly as often and yeah. the storms in florida are just so intense i mean i went there i've been there on vacation and and things like that and just being there mm -hmm. for a week like i've i experienced so many thunderstorms so it's it's interesting down in Florida because there have been unfortunately so many lightning strikes mm -hmm. and so many lightning deaths over the year. And you mentioned the lightning capital. Um, I'm actually looking at a graphic that shows lightning fatalities by state from 2009 to 2018. And there were almost 50 deaths in Florida alone mm -hmm. uh, in that um, time span. Uh, so Florida, again, ranked number one when it comes to uh, lightning fatalities and um, we're going to get into more on the state data and things like that but you know when I go to schools and present about lightning the kids always say what is lightning <laughs> and like how does it form um, and what creates the thunder noise because there's a lot of common misconceptions you know when it comes uh, to lightning and how it forms but you know there are just so many charges in the air and uh, when the, the storms form, I know you said you had something uh, that's good to explain 
uh, lightning if you want to do that to the viewers, just kind of a basic. Yeah. I think the best way to think about lightning is to think about a magnet. There's a positive side and a negative side, different charges on both sides of the magnet. Yeah. And when you have that difference between them, it can create this space for charges to occur, for electricity to occur. And that's what we see with lightning, especially the most common type is cloud to ground. Is that what we're talking about most of the time is the, how can we save somebody's the lightning strikes are mostly going to the ground from the clouds, so the clouds can have this positive charge, a really great positive charge, and the ground can have this negative charge, and in the space between them, if the difference between these two charges is so great, that's what produces lightning to occur. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. I always mentioned, you know, positive and negative charges, but uh, using that based off a magnet, I kind of like that description. Um, of lightning. And um, again, Florida, the capital, uh, let's talk about Maryland really fast from that 2009 to 2018 timeframe. Uh, Maryland had uh, only two deaths in that time span of about, mm -hmm. of about 10 years. So compared to near 50 in Florida to two deaths in Maryland, you know, that's, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so we're relatively, well, I guess I could say we are statistically safer in Maryland. But again, mm -hmm. lightning deaths are something that obviously are not, and I don't want to say 100%, 100% preventable, um, but it can be, um, especially mm -hmm. if we're extra cautious uh, because people have died not just, you know, outside in a baseball field. Um, some people may have thought they were in a safe place at the time mm -hmm. when lightning did strike. So we're going to go over safety tips, some of the safer places to be uh, as well. And uh, before we get to that, I guess let's talk about we're halfway through 2020. And on average, there's about 20 deaths a year uh, yep. across the country. And I think we're at four deaths so far. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like one was in Texas, one was in Florida, one was in South Carolina, and one was in Colorado. So yep. four so far. And it looks like their ages ranged from 30 to 69 so in that in that age span um, of of people who have been killed unfortunately mm -hmm. in the year of 2020 so four so far but the good news this loan I don't know if you've seen this graphic but to see it on an actual graph and to show the line the linear graph drop in terms of the amount of deaths that have mm -hmm. happened um, I'm looking at way back in 2001 there were around 53 deaths each year and now we're mm -hmm. down to about 24 or or so deaths so from 2001 to 2020 we've seen a major drop in the number mm -hmm. of deaths from lightning strikes and that's from awareness right and from things that yeah. we try to push out and educate people about which is what this uh, podcast is all about and especially lightning awareness week being last week is such a great resource for people to you know, be more aware, especially around these summer months when thunderstorms are a bit more fre frequent for us here on Delmarva. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because last week was National Lightning Safety Awareness Week, and that's why we wanted to do and dedicate mm -hmm. a podcast on lightning safety awareness. So it began on Sunday, June 21st, and that was just kind of an introduction to lightning and lightning safety. and. Um, then it moved on to the next day, which of course was Monday, and that's the science of lightning. And we've already gone mm -hmm. over a little bit of that science, um, but we're going to get into the thunder aspect of it too. 
Um, Tuesday was lightning safety outdoors, and then Wednesday was lightning safety indoors. And um, then it moved on to sports, and because we've seen a lot of lightning accidents and problems during sports activities. Mm -hmm. And then Friday was medical effects on lightning victims, and Saturday was protecting your home from lightning, because you can also do that. So I yeah. guess we can go over a couple, a few of the days, and just give, give some of the major pointers of kind yeah. of, of what to do. Um, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. we already said it kills, um, you know, over 20 plus people in the U.S., injures hundreds of people each year. That's kind of the introduction and the basic um, points of lightning. Sloan went over kind of how lightning forms. But let's talk about our motto, Sloan, you know, or something else you want to add to it um, yeah. when it comes to lightning and thunder. Because it's kind of corny. One thunder roars. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, roars. Yeah. An important motto to remember, especially during the summer months, and now that sports are coming back into play, people are going to be outside a bit more. Yeah, and say it again, because I think I cut you off. I just want to make sure the listeners yeah. could hear it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when thunder roars, goes indoor. go indoors. Absolutely. So we always have the kind of corny mottos, little sayings, mm -hmm. to make people remember, like, turn around, don't drown. Yeah. When thunder roars, go indoors. So again, being inside is the safest place to be. Mm -hmm. when it comes to lightning uh, out there. So, and a lot of people don't understand because when they hear thunder, sometimes they don't necessarily see the lightning, especially, mm -hmm. you know, when it's daytime. So why do we need to go inside when there's thunder if I don't see lightning? I mean, that's like the biggest question mm -hmm. we get from people. Um, but it's lightning that causes that thunder noise. Yeah. So when there's thunder, there's lightning, right? Yeah. Because that, when that lightning bolt is traveling from the cloud to the ground, it opens up this channel in the cloud. And when air collapses in, back into the cloud, that's when you hear that thunder. That's when you hear that clap. So thunder is caused by lightning, and you don't want to risk it being outside when you hear thunder. Because you don't know how far the lightning is. Right. And then sometimes you can see lightning, but you don't hear the thunder. And that's mm -hmm. where people are like, should I go inside for that too? Um, yep. And what we always say is if you see lightning, if you hear thunder, just go inside. I mean, yeah. it's the safest thing to do because a lot of people say, but what about heat lightning? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I always talk about that because there's actually no such thing. For, for the longest time, I thought it was a thing when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I used to love it, just watching the lightning out the window in the yep. distant on a hot day. You're like, oh, yeah, it's just lightning because of the heat. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, but it's usually it's just a distant thunderstorm. Yep. So that's usually what people think is heat lightning. It's just a yeah. thunderstorm so far away, you can't hear that thunder because sound doesn't travel nearly as far as light. So mm -hmm. you just can't see or as yeah. fast. You just can't see it. Uh, so that's, I guess, the best explanation when it comes to heat lightning. Mm -hmm. yep. And then there's also cloud-to-cloud -cloud lightning, too. And there can be ground-to-cloud um, lightning, yeah. and that's normally induced by, let's say, a Space shuttle launch, that can induce lightning at the ground, that can travel upwards. Airplanes can do the same thing, as well as sometimes buildings, the lightning strikes the ground, it can travel up a skyscraper, such as the Empire State Building. Yeah, it can get fascinating. I mean, just the different types of lightning mm -hmm. out there. And of course, that cloud to ground is the most dangerous, the one that kills yeah. the most people. And again, we're just trying to, you know, educate everyone about it. I know we might sound like broken records when we're talking about it. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just something 
that we, you know, we want to do and have to yeah. do just because it has saved lives. Just looking at that mm -hmm. major downward trend just from 2001. I mean, you see a huge decrease in the amount of deaths because people are taking it more seriously. So. Before we got on um, the podcast, I was researching lightning safety facts. How long have people been trying to signal that there was an approaching thunderstorm? And I came across this fascinating fact, which they realized wasn't the right thing to do, was that in the late 18th century, people were going to the bell towers to ring the huge metal bells when there was lightning close by. Yeah. And that was their way to signify people, especially people who lived out in the fields or who had farms that there was lightning coming by. But a lot of those bell ringers, unfortunately, passed away during this time period because they were ringing huge metal bells off the ground at a higher point. Yeah. So they've been doing you know, lightning awareness for a while, and I think our mitigation measures for lightning have drastically improved since the late 18th century, where you can now get notified to your cell phone that there have been lightning strikes reported close by. Yeah, so those are those instances that are kind of, you know, sad because mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't quite know better, Yeah. you know, at that time. Then we have Ben Franklin, <laughs> yeah. who's flying a kite <laughs> in a thunderstorm. <laughs> um, you know, just to experiment. <laughs> mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, so I guess let's go over some of those big safety tips because you mentioned it, yeah. metal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just, yeah, stay away um, mm -hmm. from even metal. Even concrete, now. that's something I didn't really know about, that you shouldn't either be standing on a concrete floor or leaning against a concrete wall during a thunderstorm. Yeah, there's just really no safe place outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just a fact. Um, but what if you're stuck in your car? I mean, you have that metal all around mm -hmm. you, um, but you're relatively safe in a car, yeah. right? Relatively. We would prefer that you were in a sturdy structure, such as yeah. your home. But if you're outside, let's say at your kid's t-ball event, and there's no structure nearby, and your car is the safest place you can be, that's where you should go. But make sure it's not under a tree, because the tree could be struck. Right. And if you're in your car, just, I would say, if that's your only option, you know, keep your mm -hmm. hands away from yes. anything, like, let's say, the radio, even the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. Just keep your hands in your lap. Keep your hands away um, from the exterior of the car. Um, your phone, I just, I want to touch your phone either. So, no. And I've told this story before. I think I may have told it on air, maybe even in a previous podcast, but I'll never forget my parents telling me a story back in the 70s. Uh, or could be 80s, uh, when they were married early on, and they're driving down the road, they can't come to a traffic stop, a traffic light, and all of a sudden lightning strikes the car right in front of them. And oh there were two men inside, and they both get out of the car after they were struck, and they were both, like, jumping up and down and, like, shaking their hands. Like, they were just shaking mm -hmm. because they were freaked out, I assume. And maybe yeah. they got some sort of charge, but they were just, mm -hmm. you know, wow, they were... They couldn't believe it, then they got in their car and they drove off. <laughs> so, again, relatively speaking, you're safe in the yeah. car, but that's not the safest place to be. And if you're outside, you really don't want to go to an open field. That can increase your chances being under a tree, as I've mentioned. Yeah. Things that are elevated can increase your chances because they could be struck and that charge could travel to you. Mm -hmm. But also, I read that the National Weather Service recommends that if you're in a crowd of people, do not travel close to each other because the current could pass through all of you and your charge of all of you in a group could attract a lightning strike. Yeah, 
Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned open field because if you're in an open field with no trees, it's a flat area, what's the tallest mm -hmm. object? Typically you. <laughs> the yep. person, you know. And I'm not that tall and I would be the tallest object in that field. Exactly. And that's what lightning is looking for. Not like it's hunting mm -hmm. people or hunting at things, but it, that's and what it's attracted. It's looking for that point. Yeah, it's attracted to that point and typically the tallest points. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I read that the Empire State Building is struck 20 to 25 times a year by lightning. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because it's the highest point. Yeah. I mean, there's millions of strikes, you know, all mm -hmm. across the globe each year. And um, we'll just do our best to keep people safe mm -hmm. from it. So just to review some of those things we just mentioned with, with lightning safety, when thunder roars, head indoors, never seek shelter under a tree, avoid lakes, ponds, any bodies of water, pools, do not Go in a pool, please. If you hear thunder, get no. get out immediately and go inside. If you see lightning, get out immediately and go inside. Again, inside is the best mm -hmm. option, the best place to be. Also, you don't want to be out on your boat because if the water's flat that day, your boat is the highest thing. And yeah. boats are generally all metal, so if they get struck, that charge could travel to you. And then you're out in the middle of the boat with no cell phone service to call somebody. Right. And I was actually thankful what I saw this past weekend. I was actually out in Cambridge and just near the water and a thunderstorm was coming in the distance. Now, I'm a meteorologist, so, of course, I have mm -hmm. like all these radar apps that I'm pulling up. And, yeah. you know, the common person may not have those. You can easily get them. You can download mm -hmm. them and, and put them on your phone. But I know a lot of boaters have NOAA weather radios, which yes. is a very, very good idea to have. That's something you need. I, I would even say. have one. Good. Yeah. Um, it's very important. So I was happy to see a thunderstorm approaching in the distance. I could see lightning in the distance. Um, mm -hmm. There was no current warning over land, but there was a special marine warning, um, mm -hmm. which boaters are aware of. And it's just one of those warnings that kind of tell people to come inside. And I just look out in the water and I see a whole line of boats, like so many boats coming back, wow. coming back in. So it was amazing to see that, that you know, they're yes. listening. So again, the education, uh, the tips that we're pushing, it's great to see that people are listening because that storm wasn't even mm -hmm. there yet. You know, it was still. Yeah, and they were already away. coming in. Right. And we're getting into the summer months and I'm sure people are wanting maybe to go diving in the ocean. And I saw, I was reading the National Weather Service website on that too, because I didn't really think about it. What do scuba divers do if they're out in the ocean? And they recommend that they swim as deep as they can go and stay there until the storm passes. Because that's the best thing they can do if they don't have a boat nearby or land nearby to get to. Right. So, Sloan, we keep telling people to go inside, right? Yes. Um, but there are some dangers mm -hmm. to being inside. And we can go over a, a few of those again. A lot of people don't have corded phones anymore. A lot of people do, mm -hmm. but just stay off the corded phones. Um, you can still use your cell, uh, you know, your cell phone. Yeah. Um, but just try to avoid those corded phones and don't touch mm -hmm. any electrical equipment like your computer. Yeah. So stay off your computer. Um, don't be plugging cords in and touching cords, mm -hmm. you know, during a thunderstorm. Um, I know growing up, my mom always said, do not shower. Yeah. When there's a thunder and lightning storm in the area, she doesn't even wash the dishes when there's a storm in the area. So make sure that, you know, you're still staying away from that water inside of your house because if your house gets struck, it could give you some charge too. Yeah, it can strike the plumbing, it can strike mm -hmm. the house, and it can travel throughout the house, and it's going to go 
towards what it's attracted to, which is water mm -hmm. and, you know, electrical outlets and stuff like that. Um, don't do what meteorologists do. Don't go outside. Uh, don't and take the videos and the pictures. <laughs> yeah, stay off your balconies, your porches, yeah. your decks. So, again, just be in the inside mm -hmm. interior part of your house. Yeah, away from windows and yeah, everything. Similar to what you would do when there are strong winds outside, stay in that interior part of your house. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're t and and one more thing I'm reading about because one of the days is dedicated to protecting your house and protecting your property. And, you know, they're saying typical surge protectors that you have in your house actually will probably not protect your equipment um, wow. from a lightning strike. But it's saying do not unplug the equipment during the thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, don't do it during the yeah. thunderstorm. Um, so, and also, I love that they included this in the tips. Do not keep your dog outside. I mean, if the dog house is not a safe place for your furry friends, no, it's not. Please bring them inside, especially if you have your dog chained to a tree or something. That metal chain, mm -hmm. um, the tree and the metal chain puts them at risk two times more. Right. So, um, I definitely don't like seeing the dogs left out. That goes for heat. That goes for winter mm -hmm. storms. Any type of thing, you know, protect your dogs. If you need to protect yourself, you need to protect your furry friends, mm -hmm. their family. All right, so um, again, last week was Lightning Safety Awareness Week, and I think we covered most of the tips that I can think of, and we went over which states have the most deaths, how many deaths we've had so far. Um, is there anything else you think we missed or that we could add? Is there a day I missed? I think I'm... I think you've covered it all. I guess I just want to reiterate that, you know, sometimes people think they're in a safe place and they're not in a safe place. I remember when I was home last summer, there was a news headline about two teenagers who drove their car under a tree during a lightning storm and the tree got struck by lightning, their car got struck by lightning and they ended up getting that charge from it and had to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Somebody saw this happen and was able to call 911 within seconds of seeing them being struck by lightning. So the best thing to do when you see somebody getting struck by lightning is to call 911 immediately because there could be long-term effects. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's just there are so many, you know, sad stories out there where people think they mm -hmm. are safe. So just kind of think twice um, mm -hmm. if you're stuck in a thunderstorm and just ask yourself, is this a safe place to be? Am yeah. I near a tall object? What can possibly happen? Mm -hmm. And hopefully with the tips, you know, that we've given people today, they can make the right yeah. decision. Um, there actually was one thing we left out, and that was sports, so sporting events. Um, oh, I, know, yeah. I know with COVID-19, a lot of sports have been mm -hmm. canceled, um, but a but lot... But they're starting to come back. Yeah, slowly. they are. They're starting to come back, especially professional sports, and I think, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of local sports here on Delmarva yep. are thinking about coming back. So, again, if you see lightning, if you hear thunder... You should just cancel the event um, mm -hmm. or postpone it until postpone it until the storm passes. I'm actually a soccer referee part time, so mm -hmm. anytime I see lightning or I hear thunder, you have to you know we have a certain policy where we have to wait 30 minutes after every you know uh, lightning strike, yeah. and we have to just keep adding that on to the time. And if that storm just doesn't pass, you're just going to have to cancel the game for now. Yeah. So I remember you know 
this is what got me into meteorology was tracking thunderstorms and if there were lightning strikes because I swam my whole life and then I ended up being a lifeguard um, for my summer job in high school and in college and lightning safety is just so crucial being a swimmer my whole life and being a lifeguard because certain sports you just really can't be anywhere near where you practice or where you are so I think you know keeping that in mind especially as we head into the summer months is Make sure that your team or your facility has a lightning plan in place so that they can properly reschedule the event or properly postpone it until the storm passes so that everybody's safe at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And I was a lifeguard, too. And I remember blowing that break whistle, you know, mm-hmm. when storms would come by to get people out of the water. Of course, people would get mad. There's not even a storm oh, yeah. here. It's sunny. But I heard thunder. You know, it's right there. It's, it's coming mm-hmm. this way. So. You have that one kid who's still trying to hop into the splash pool and you're trying to chase them out in the safest way possible. <laughs> There's always that one kid that's taking their time. Yeah. They just don't want to get out. But the lap swimmer who you need to tap on the shoulder a few times. But you right. know, it's important. Yeah. And if you guys want more tips, if you think we could have left something out, if you want to do some more of your research, you can always go to weather.gov slash safety slash lightning. And uh, we'll do a blog about it too. So... Uh, we'll be posting that to our website, 47abc.com. And a last um, fact that I'll leave you with, which just goes to show you how powerful and scary lightning is, when you go to that weather.gov website, the first thing that pops up is lightning is hotter than the surface of the sun. Yep, I, I mean, saw that one, and I was blown away by that fact. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So it can be okay. scary, so stay safe. Think twice mm-hmm. if you come across a thunderstorm, and just be sure to go inside. And we're always tracking storms for Delmarva, so you can always say weather wears us on 47ABC. Yeah, that's right. Give us some love, some likes, some follows all across Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday for more episodes of WeatherWise. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.